You are listening to MSW Marawa Sports Worldwide with myself, Lelom Zatra, on this wonderful Wednesday evening, the 2nd of June. And you know, Wednesday nights are sock nights. And of course, the penultimate round of the DSTV Premiership is on. Looking at the scores currently there, there is the Cape Town City and the Black Leopards. The score, it is one all, 58 minutes into the match. And then there's also another one where Super Sport United are taking on Madsburg United and Matsatansa Apitori. They are leading 1-0. With uh, Masandawana, they're playing against uh, Bloom Celtic. That score it's, it's still 1 0 with Peter Shalulile grabbing the goal in the 11th minute for Sundowns. Kansas Chiefs and Lamontville Golden Arrows. Manyama pulled one back uh, just uh, before the stroke of half time there in the 31st minute after Kumete scored to give Lamontville Golden Arrows the lead there in the 21st minute. But it is 1 all in that match. It is also 1 all in the game between Orlando Pirates as well as Baraka FC. Amazulu, they are fighting for that spot in the CAF Champions League. They are leading Swallows FC there 1-0 with the Nyong'o scoring in the 48th minute through a penalty. It is still goalless in the match between Stellenbosch FC as well as Tears Galaxy and the one between Chakuma Chamatsibandela. They are taking on Chipper United. We are still to see a goal in that match. And there are also some international uh, games and friendlies that are going to be playing this evening. Uh, there is Belarus taking on uh, Azerbaijan. Bosnia have started there against uh, Montenegro. It is goalless in that match. Norway are going to be taking on Luxembourg with the Netherlands playing against Scotland. Georgia takes on Romania. England will lock horns with Austria. Germany are going to be playing against Denmark with France taking on Wales. And of course, uh, speaking of international football, affectionately known as Fifino, midfielder Fula Jane has quickly made a name for herself as a hardworking defense midfielder out in AC Milan. Now, her teammate and captain there, and the name is Valentina Casintini. Well, she'll correct me because she is in studio. <laughs> Once described them as the orchestra of the whole team. Now, the former Canberra United and Twine University of Technology player is a key figure in the middle of the park. They're featuring regularly and she has represented South Africa on the biggest football stages there with the 2012 London Olympics and the 2016 Summer Olympic Games being just two of many. She was part of the squad that reached the final of the 2018 Women's Africa Cup of Nations in Ghana. And not forgetting the 2019 FIFA Women's World Cup in France in what was Banyana Banyana's debut in the global showpiece. And she is back in the country, jetted in last night, and she joins me in studio this evening. Ophelia, good evening. Good evening. Um, thank you very much for having me on the show. And of course, I talked about your captain there. How do you pronounce her name? Jashinti. Jashinti. Yes, Valentina ah. Jashinti. Valentina Jashinti. Italian, hey? Typical Italian, yeah. Typical Italian. Well, welcome to the show and welcome back into the country. I mean, it is an honor to actually have you here and you are wearing uh, AC Milan colors. How does it feel? It feels good to be home. Thank you very much. Um, it hasn't been an easy journey out in Italy. It's mm-hmm. been a long one. And now um, I've got time to come back home to relax for a month or so. And then soon I'll be jetting back. So I just need to make 
the most out of the break that I'm getting now. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it feels good to be home. I'm happy to be home. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, three seasons ago, you started your first season there in uh, the with the Italian Giants, AC Milan, a name which has global recognition due to excellence on the field of play. Now, tell us about the move and how it actually felt when you started there. Well, the move came in 2019. I was at the Women's World Cup in France with Banyana Banyana. And uh, I had just finished my contract with Canberra United. Mm -hmm. And I had just signed my contract with LTA Agency, Mm. who are now representing me as my agents. So when I was at the World Cup, I told them that uh, my contract with um, Canberra United is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. But they would like me to come back there. But then um, I'm looking at having options outside of Canberra. You know, I want to play in Europe at some point. And my agent came back to me and said, um, there are teams in Italy looking for you. Um, he mentioned some of the names, mm-hmm. but AC Milan was not one of them. So eventually, as time went by, well, they, at the World Cup, he sent me an email and said, I have an offer for you from one of the best teams. So I think you will like it. And when I opened my email and checked that it was AC Milan, I couldn't believe it. Oh, my goodness. So that's how the move came about. And I mean, AC Milan, uh, synonymous to their names, even George Ware, you know, yeah, you yeah. know, the, the best in the world. And there you are. You are part of it. First, let's go back. Canberra. How was it like playing football down under? Playing in Canberra was uh, an, an eye-opener for me. It was uh, my first time playing professional and especially outside of the, the country. Mm. So going there with my best friend, it was easier because I had someone that I know. So we were together there and it made it easier to gel within the team. And the coach there liked us very much. Mm-hmm. And looking at the way the move came about also, we had to go for trials before we were signed. So I think with all that, we got a chance to acclimatize. We got a chance to see how Australia is mm-hmm. as a league. So by the time we got signed, it was it was uh, an easy thing to gel with the team and other other players. So I would say it was a fruitful season there, um, a very short one, mm-hmm. but um, it was a good one. And how was the standard of football there? The standard of football in Australia is very high here um, because you get teams from all over the world, and mostly you get players from Australian national team. You get players who play in the USA. So most of the time when the season is done in the USA majority of the players they go to and play in Australia. Oh. So they, they jump back and forth between Australia and USA. Mm-hmm. So I would say the, the league there is very competitive. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, then you move to Italy. Firstly, how long is your contract with Milan? I usually sign seasonal contracts because of the rules out there. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm non-European, so I get a different kind of contract based on whether I'm uh, I'm going to get a student visa or a work visa. Mm. So I always have to wait um, towards the end of the season to see which visa should I get. Mm-hmm. So it's seasonal based on the fact that you're not European. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now tell us about you know their football program, which actually it seems like it has grown, chasing down the excellent programs like the ones that are there at Chelsea and even PSG. Yes, um, AC Milan is, is a big brand on its own. And having the women's team who was established in 2018, it showed um, the, the, the way the management wants to grow women's football. And now with the CEO, Mr. Ivan Gazilis, mm-hmm. who's now um, a South African, and he was with, um, I think it was Arsenal. He, he started women's football there. Oh, so yeah. now being at AC Milan gives us uh, an advantage, you know. And we've got um, the support from the board 
from Paolo Maldini and, and, and everyone else. So they've got quite a big dreams for, for, for the team. And with the support that we get, I think we're aiming for the stars. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, one of the things that you actually did while actually playing and playing your trade there in Italy was uh, study not uh, at uh, Italian institutions, but through distance learning with one of South Africa's institutions. Tell us about that experience. Yes, um, now I'm with HFPA Academy. Mm-hmm. It's a fitness academy. So I do long distance learning with them. I'm doing sports psychology but we call it sports performance coaching yeah so it's more like sports psychology and i'm learning a lot in that course because uh you know so much is being spent in the in the in the in the in the football field Mm. and not much is being spent with our minds so it's more about working with the mind we work with confidence how to deal with triggers how to avoid fear and how to stay motivated. So it's a it's a whole lot of things that we work with, and it it's quite a big thing that you can even teach other athletes mm-hmm. how how to how to face challenges and to work around them. So it's very good course for the coaches and also for the players. You know, speaking of that, uh, one of the things that we were talking about on the show, and it was it was a dominant subject, especially even in uh, world sport, was uh, the Nami Osaka story, where she's talked about her anxieties and even her depression, and uh, how those get triggered when now uh, she needs to interact with the media. And I mean, like you highlighted just now that sports psychology is quite important in terms of not focusing just on what players go through in the field of play, but off the field of play, the importance of it. Yes, um, as athletes, we go through a lot. Mm. Um, I think people only think that we, it's, easy, it's an easy job for us. We just go out in the field and do what we get paid to do and come back home. Mm. But we face so many challenges on and off the field, and mostly people don't know about the off the field things that we face but other than that um it's an important aspect to deal with the with the mind to deal with emotional triggers Mm. to deal with um competition you know when you face so so many challenges you need uh someone you can always go back to we try and build a community of people where they are your trustees where you can go and speak to them Mm. it's a lonely spot out there but as you as you grow and realize that there are people in your corner that you can always go back to then it becomes not a so lonely and uh not so lonely place we we kind of run away from talking about the struggles that we face mm-hmm. as athletes we face so many challenges and especially now with playing overseas also there are so many challenges that one goes through but we don't speak much about them mm-hmm. so we close ourselves in the corner and we show only the happy sides of it mm-hmm. people don't know about what we go through and with that, we just need to be honest and just need to be open and have a place where we can take it back. You know, some of the things uh, with Nami Osaka, she's getting a lot of sympathy because she's opened up about the struggles that she is facing as an athlete. What are those struggles? Because majority of the people who are actually listening to the show right now don't know what struggles athletes go through because they say, no, athletes, they earn a lot of money, so they have to play. They earn a lot of money, they need to face the media. But what are, the, what are some of the struggles that athletes do face that people don't know about? If you can give us maybe a few examples. Well, um, on its own, um, playing um, competitive sports is a, is, a, is a thing on its own. It's pressure on its own. And having to achieve day in and day out good results, it's pressure on its own. 
And when you're facing competition, you always need to stay on your toes. There's no time to fumble or to, to slag in mm. a way. And also with different parts of the world, with women, we face so many challenges, which is um, gender pay, gender inequality. We face racism in a way, other parts of the country. So with all that, you just need a community where you'll, have, you'll get people who are going to fight with you, who are going to help you through that journey because it's not an easy one mm. you know so i think it's some of the big challenges that one faces in the sports industry yeah and i mean i think with the gender pay thing it is quite something that is quite huge and it needs to be addressed you know quickly quickly i mean one of the things that um, one can actually see from let's say a layman is uh, whenever we'd see you know your counterparts in terms of the national team bafana bafana when they arrive at the stadium they arrive in this massive bus <laughs> And then your buses, Banyana Banyana, is those small Hyundai ones. It's, it's, it's one of those things that you see that actually there is no equality here, whereas the way that uh, women in sport are treated as compared to men. And that is also another challenge for you, I'm sure. Yes, that's very true, um, especially also when it comes to national teams where you, it's more like I, 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 figure, I, I figure national teams as like our mother mm. and having Bafana Bafana and Banyana Banyana in the juniors, we are the siblings. Mm. And you can't make us fight against one another. All you can do is try and, tr- and treat us equally, mm. you know. And having those things like your small things, uniform. Mm-hmm. If you can have the same uniform for Bafana, you can have the same uniform for for Banyana. If you can have a big branded bus for Bafana, you can do the same for, for Banyana. Mm. So it's small things that actually play a huge role because we feel that um, as women also in the sport industry we just want to feel appreciated mm. you know we, ju- we don't want to be a second thought when things are not going well for the other child now it's when you turn your focus to the other one mm. if you can give the same attention to the boys you can do the same with the girls and the money too and i mean look let's let's face it banyana banyana internationally they've been doing pretty well that's very true and the money has to also reflect that in terms of how much the ladies get paid compared to the men Yes, um, that's very true. And you can see that also with the likes of the USA national team, mm. how, how they've been fighting over um, the equal pay thing. So if we do the same competitions, if we achieve the same results or even better. Even better. Though, mm. So why can't we get the same treatment or even better mm. kind of thing? So yeah. um, I think gender, gender pay and equal pay is quite a sensitive issue but an issue that needs to be raised Mm -hmm. and then i mean uh, when you talk about uh, your studies because that's what led us here how far are you in them i'm now doing my level two course with the sports performance coach Mm -hmm. and with hfpa academy and i've completed my degree with um tut um, sports management Mm -hmm. yeah i was Starting with um, my master's, but then I had to put it on hold when I moved to Italy because I needed to learn the language, adjust to the culture, and kind of settle down there. But soon I will be going back to, to, to doing my master's. Oh, well, that's wonderful, and we wish you all the best with that. And now, talking about learning, having to move from Australia, where they speak English, a language that you speak, <laughs> to go to Europe, Milan, Italy, the language barrier there. How far are you in terms of learning the language, Italian? <laughs> um, I would say Italian is the most complicated language I've ever come across because it's nothing close to anything that I've ever learned. Um, I can't say that there are English words that you can 
try and, and put in and put in there and make yeah. something out of it. But now with football being a universal language, mm-hmm. it becomes easier. When you get on the field and you hear some words that are repeated every now and then, you start grasping them and you start realizing what they mean. Mm. And luckily with AC Milan, we are blessed to, to be given that opportunity to attend Italian classes. Mm. So what they do, the foreigners, they learn Italian and the Italian, they learn English. Oh. So in a way, we try to meet each other halfway. So I think that's one of the best things. But when I started moving out there, I didn't worry much about learning the language because I knew that what brought me there is football. It's football. So the universal language. La- yes, the universal language. If I can get my football right, everything else will follow. Mm-hmm. Can you man- utter some few words <laughs> in, 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 in Italian? Because I can speak a little bit, a little bit of Spanish. A little bit, yeah. Like, hola, señorita, como estas? That kind of thing. It's almost the same. I'd say, um, buongiorno, or now because it's in the evening, mm-hmm. um, buonasera, como estai? Ah, and I would good respond. evening, how are you doing? Yes. Uh-huh. And I would respond, Yo sto bene, grazie, come stai? Wow, that is fantastic. And when the coaches coach and giving instructions there, do they shout in English or in Spanish or in, in Italian? Uh, my coach is typical Italian. He has never learned English before. So now with us coming in, he's slowly getting there. Mm-hmm. But um, everything else is Italian. Communication is Italian, but there's translations here and there for, yeah. for the foreigners because I think we have quite a big number of foreigners there. Mm-hmm. But um, our Italian is getting there. Okay. If you just tuned in, we are talking to none other than Banyana Banyana's finest and even AC Milan's finest. Today is Refuto Jani right here on Radio 2000 and Metro FM. And you can interact with us. Uh, the number 089-110-3377 and 089-110-2000. Your WhatsApp voice notes there, 60 84 and 60 And uh, the hashtag, of course, on uh, your social media, it is Marawa Sports Worldwide, MSW. Let us uh, listen to a couple of voice notes. Hi, MSW. It's Quasi from Tepenamlazi Chase Action. Wow, Chani. I'm so proud of that girl. She make all South Africans proud here. Uh, so I just want to say, pick up all the best on what you are doing, all behind you as South Africans. Love you. Good evening, Lelo, and good evening to Refile. Uh, firstly, I just want to compliment Refile for being a formidable flag bearer of this country and representing South Africa at the Italian Women's uh, League and also uh, fighting her way into the starting 11. I've seen her being a regular this season. And my question, I've always been intrigued uh, uh, to ask her what inspires her uh, to wear jersey number 15 because I always uh, likened her to Dr. Kumalo uh, looking at her style of play and also want to ask her uh, being with Milan, did you also get opportunity to play at San Siro and how was it like? Thank you so much. It's the book here. Evening, Mr. Mzata. Good evening to your guest, Refile Jane. You know, I just need to say thank you, Refile, for showing our girls, as well as the boys, how it is done. Refile, you are such an inspiration to South Africa, the world at large, even the Africans, Mozambicans, around Africa, around Africa, Refile, Mozambicans, um, 
you know, in Malawi, you're showing the girls how it's done. And we know that this hasn't come easy for you. It's through dedication, discipline, and the love of football. It's Moses Mukwena of Hamukwakwaila in Limpopo. Bulovedu, thank you. Uh, good evening, uh, Lelo. Uh, it's Enoch here from Nalid. So it. Um, uh, I just wanna ask Usestir uh, Lapogutim. Um, can she uh, do me a favor? Cause women football in South Africa, it's dead basically. And then people like Yena, they can do something about it. Can she start a team? Please, man. Can she start a team? It doesn't matter where. Can she start a team so that uh, she can fund it, she can take it up, she can, you know, all those things. Because um, uh, majority of these things, they rely to government. And you know government is not uh, supporting such uh, structures. So the people like Abu Rafil, Abu Mudise, and whoever were in the business of football, uh, can do something about it. Can she do that, please? Hey, Lelo. Well, you heard uh, the praises there, They're talking about you being the flag bearer of the country and, of course, being quite inspirational. And they also want you to start a team. And what inspires you to wear that number 15 jersey? I think uh, wrap your mind around these questions and then you'll give us the answers after the short break. You are on Morale Sports Worldwide, hashtag MSW, with myself, Lelo Mzaka, in for the great Robert. And in studio, I've got uh, Rufile Jani, Banyana Banyana's greatest midfielder, plays for AC Milan. And just uh, before we get uh, to the answers of the questions that you've been asking there on the WhatsApp voice notes, let me give you the latest scores as far as the DSTV Premiership is concerned, because... Uh, not looking good for Black Leopards there with seven minutes still to play. They are trailing 2-1 against Cape Town City down in Cape Town. I wonder how that flight back home is going to be. Is it now three? They just scored another one that is Cape Town City. Thank you so much, Rufilu, because the TV is actually behind my head and you can actually, you've got a nice clear view of it. And then there is the Super Sports United there. They are leading 2-0 against Marisburg United. Sundowns also leading 2-0 against Bloom Celtic. Kaiser Chiefs there, they have managed to lead a 3-2 two in that match uh, against the Montville Golden Arrows. Orlando Pirates are uh, one all with the Baraka FC with Amazulu leading Swallows 1-0 and then there's still to be a goal to be scored there in the match between Stellenbosch and TS Galaxy and also the one between Chipper United and Chakuma Samatsebandela. Getting back to the questions uh, and the comments that you've uh, made as the listener of this wonderful show. I mean, a few they talked about quite a number of things there. And uh, they asked about what inspires you to wear that jersey number 15. <laughs> I think um, growing up, I saw my brothers wearing number 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, every now and then, um, in one of the places where I grew up in Pinville, the home address had 15. Mm. was had 15, had the number 15. And I took it from there. And while I started playing with the boys and started watching football more 
I started watching both Zovila Gazi. That's yeah. where I really fell in love with being a midfielder and with wearing the jersey number 15. Mm-hmm. So I would say um, Benedict Villagazi was the one who put the nail on the coffin. So Villagazi. Yes. Not Dr. Kumar, because many people would think that it it was inspired by the great 16V. <laughs> no, it was it was so. I, I did watch um, Dr. Kumar also, but I love the way it's all played. Um, it, I, I kind of um, saw myself in him mm-hmm. in a way. So that's when I started falling in love with the number 15 jersey. Grand Grenoble Pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a football lover. Yeah, football lover. And I mean, they talked about um, wanting you to start a team there, Enoch, saying that, can you start a team one day? One of these good days. Although I do disagree with him as far as um, women's football in South Africa because it seems to be on the upward, uh, you know, trajectory there. Uh, Janine, she's got a team there making good strides. There's also the women's league coming together. Uh, all the women's national teams are competitive. And, of course, uh, there's a big sponsor now as well when it comes to women's football in the country. It's on the rise. Yes, um, women's football in our country it's been on the rise and thanks to the likes of Sasol who has played a huge role in football development and in sponsoring Banyana Banyana. I don't think um, if it wasn't for Sasol, any of us would be where we are today. Mm. So uh, a big credit should go to, to Sasol for all the investments they've made into the into the league and into the Banyana Banyana. And now with Hollywood Birds coming on board with the Hollywood Birds Super League, mm-hmm. I think... Um, our football is definitely on the rise and going in the right direction. Mm. And with me starting a team one day, um, I think it's something to think about. But what I can say is I have a foundation that I, I, I'm running. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's it's my priority at the moment. Mm. And uh, a bird is whispering in my ear that uh, when you were growing up, you captained not one but two boys' teams. Yes, uh, I grew up playing centre-back for the boys' teams and I was the captain mm-hmm. in both the teams. So um, they gave me a lot of respect. They gave me all those qualities in a way, you know, the the trust and the confidence. So I think I'm where I am because of the belief that I had and the support that I got from the coaches back then. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. If you've just joined us, we are talking to Rafila Jani right here on Radio 2000 in Metro FM. And she plays for AC Milan. She's even in AC Milan colors as we speak right now. Very, very proud. And I mean, talking about um, AC Milan as a women's uh, club there, they've actually developed nicely with both uh, playing in the Champions League and unfortunately being uh, uh, the losing finalists in the Coppa Italia final as a club you have seen they are actually evolving nicely and as a player you have had longevity at a big institution just like uh, milan tell us about uh, the mental obstacles and even the adjustments when it comes to playing football in italy football for such a big team playing for milan on its own is not easy it takes a lot out of you you know milan is a is a big brand and having the the rich history that it has it's something that you always want to uphold when you go out there and represent Milan. And with the team that we have and knowing where Milan has been throughout the years, we always try to put Milan where it belongs. Mm. And with the support that we get from, from the management, it's kind of easy for us. And looking at the way we've grown as a team the past two seasons, you can see where we're going. And now we've qualified for the Champions League. We've played at San Siro. We've reach the, the, the Coppa Italia final. Mm. So all those things were it, it was 
kind of record breaking because it had never happened before. So the more we get the support that we need, the more investments are being made into the team, the more we will keep on growing and representing the team very well. Mm. And I mean, uh, with uh, women's football and looking at a club like Milan, many people know AC Milan, the men's team. Many teams in Europe, big teams, big clubs, they've got women teams as well. I mean, this is something that should... uh, should inspire some of our teams in South Africa to also adopt that. Yes, my Melody Sundance has got a women's team. Big ups to them. It's a wonderful thing. But you do find that some other so-called big teams or teams that are labeled as big teams in South Africa don't have women's teams. And on top of that, we are seeing quite a lot of women's talent here in South Africa moving abroad. Do you think maybe these teams should actually consider having women's teams? Yes, I think um, if the teams in the PSL, in the NFD divisions, and in the lower leagues could have women's sections, mm. women's teams. Our football in the country could could go way forward, you know. If you look at the teams overseas, how they invest into their women's teams, mm. you can see by the way their leagues are structured, by the way their teams are competitive, everyone wants to go out and play overseas because of the investments that are being done with the women's game. So if we can have that in South Africa, I think you won't see much of the players wanting to leave the country to go play overseas. Mm -hmm. We can have that in our country where we have players leaving football, not having to go to school or go to work and then come back, go to training kind of thing. So that investment, it's something that can really take our football forward and big ups to the likes of Mamelodi Sundowns, Bloomfontein Celtics and the others who are investing in women's game. So we really calling out to other PSL teams, NFT teams to have a look into it and invest and help us grow the women's game in, the, in, in our country. Because, I mean, women's football around the world, you can see it's on the rise. What do you think is being done right when it comes to other teams and even it's what's being done around the world for it to rise as much as it has? Because I can tell you, one of the things that I enjoy and something that we spoke about off air what I enjoy about women's football is that the commitment and determination that's shown on the field of play, number one. And number two, you ladies do not fake injuries. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> I think our, our, our game is very clean. Hey? Mm. Um, it's all about fair play. We, we, we don't do the duck and diving the guys do on TV. Where you, someone or, touches you and you are now and then rolling on the floor. On the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, if you watch the game and analyze it, you can see how much of, a, of an impact the women have on the game. Mm. You, you can see how much investment they bring into the game. It's all about passion. It's all about the love. But if you look at the, the way investments are being done overseas into the women, the way money is being used and invested also, you can see that they they really want to take the the, the nation forward. Mm. So if that can be done also, where you get monetary monetary values being put into into the game, you get sponsorship, you get all the accommodations, the transport systems right in order, mm. then the game will definitely take a right direction. We are listening to MSW right here on Metro FM and Radio 2000. And yeah, send us your voice notes. Let's listen to a voice a voice note that has actually been sent by a listener. Hello, afternoon, man. This is Nicholas in Cape Town. Uh, I just want to try my luck in Spanish uh, to the lady, uh, to the lady there, Phil. Uh, <clears throat> uh, this is how we go. Uh, hola, hola, mi hermana. 
¿Cómo estás? Gracias. Disfruta tu día. Did you understand the thing he said? <laughs> I did pick up um, here and there. Mm -hmm. um, the ¿Cómo estás? How are you? How are you doing? Like, gracias. Thank you very much. And I forgot the other parts, but... Um, I, I I I took some of the words there. Yeah, no, he's trying uh, Spanish, but you speak. Uh, I speak Italian. Italian yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, I mean, um, an Italian based foundation wants to collaborate with the Refilo Gianni Foundation. Now, what can you tell us about this? Yes, um, when I moved to Milan, and I got to do a lot of interviews, and I spoke about my journey in 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 in, in those interviews, and with the team also because they wanted to know where I'm from, they wanted to understand me better, what I do, and things like that. I told them the things that I do. Um, I'm studying, I'm starting a foundation, and that's when they wanted to support me in that, with the Foundazione Milan, mm. which is the foundation of Milan, AC Milan. So wow. they want to partner with Trafilo Gianni Foundation and have camps in South Africa, start maybe a school also this side because they have so many schools all over the world but they haven't reached out to, to the southern parts of Africa. And also there's another foundation which is Gariwo. Um, it works with the righteousness. Mm -hmm. So we they, they'll be talking about how to behave right uh, in a human element. It's all about the human element, how to be righteous. Mm -hmm. You know, they talk about racism, they talk about the human things that one has to go through in order to change the football game because um, we believe that football plays a huge role and if we can use football to change the world, mm. then the world will be a better place. So those are the two foundations that um, we'll be working with in going forward. What What is your foundation's focus? Our foundation, um, the focus is on bringing the dream closer to the young girl because growing up, I, I realized how much of a of a big thing um what's this uh support plays you know mm -hmm. if only we can support our girl child to further their dreams achieve their dreams then we could be doing so much so the focus in is in having football clinics is in having life skills where we talk about drug abuse we talk about teenage pregnancy mm. we talk about the importance of education and we also encourage them that when they come to to the clinics and go back home they need to change their communities also they mm. need to feedback because this is not only for them we're not doing this only for them but to change the whole community so it, it needs to be a cycle also where each one teach one kind of thing mm -hmm. so our focus is bringing the dream closer where we get also players from overseas like the last time we had Valentina Jashinti coming over to share her experiences and her skills mm -hmm. so if kids can see that this dream is not far-fetched anyone can achieve it if he achieved it coming from where she comes from then anything is possible as long as you have the will the courage and determination and the support also, because we believe that the most important thing to have is the support and the tools to further your dreams. Oh, yes, definitely. That is that is absolutely true. What can you look forward to when it comes to you this coming season? <laughs> There's so much to play for this coming season, having qualified for the Champions League mm. and um, having dreams also of lifting the Italian Cup one day and also winning the league. I think this coming season will be one of the seasons to look forward to because there's so much to play for and um, that starts now getting the right mindset into it and believing that 
anything is possible. The journey is there to be, to be traveled, and with the right people in your corner, it will be achievable. Now, you know, a lot of the times there's something that is not really spoken about whenever one is interviewing an athlete such as yourself is the importance of discipline, especially when you are on your way and having the ambitions to play at the highest level. And now that's where you are at the highest level. How important has discipline been in your career? Discipline plays a huge role in everything that you want to do. Um, starts from, as an athlete, from going to bed early, you know, you need that six to eight hours of sleep. Mm, what it's is early? Because for some people, early is 11. <laughs> for some people, early is 2 o'clock. What is early? Depending on, on, on what time your day starts. Mm. Um, you have people who have early, early sessions. Um, I myself, when I'm in Milan, I have training at around 9 o'clock. So by 10 o'clock, I'm already in bed. Um, everything else that I need to do, I set it up for the following day. You mm. know, I plan my day as I go. And then the kind of food that you eat, mm-hmm. the kind of media or the kind of news that you engage that in, you that you consume, plays a huge role also. And social media, in a way, I would say plays an important role in, in an athlete because the more you consume social media in, in, in a way that it doesn't align with what you do, it will derail you. So you need to, that's why we also encourage athletes to do social media um, engagements and learn more about social media, you know. So support, going to bed early, alcohol plays a huge role also. It derails you. They say don't drink, but when you drink, drink um, responsibly. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that you are an athlete. You're going to need that body to carry you when you're out there. So some of the things that you, you, you have to do is stay disciplined. Mm. Respect, be humble, don't be head over shoulders and treat the sport like you own it because anything can happen the following day. And you being in that place, someone had to make way. And yeah. so now for, for your longevity as well, you need to make sure that you are disciplined so that whoever who wants to come in to take your place, they have to fight really hard. That's very true. Um, it's not easy having to go into a place and having to replace someone or fight for a spot. And once you get that spot, you can still relax because you've got it. There's mm. competition out there. There's people gunning for your spot, you know. So you always have to be on your toes. That's why you always need to be in the right state of mind, in the right state of physique, so that you can perform at the best level always. Mm. And then, I mean, uh, your role in the national team as well. In Banyana Banyana, we've seen uh, the girls have really been performing well, especially also under coach uh, Ellis who actually has been a Banyana Banyana player herself I mean how tell us about you know just the dynamics in that team and what makes that team tick um what makes Banyana Banyana tick is the teamwork and the journey that we have traveled Mm. you know there's so many players who came before us who have paved the way for us the likes of Posham Dise, Amanda Lamini, Botogom Dawen who played before us Mm. even Boko Desri Back in their days, in their days, they used to fight. When they used to play, they used to fight so much for change. Mm. And sometimes, you know, when you fight, you're not only fighting for yourself; you're fighting for the people that are following you, that are coming after you. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way of saying: when we do things, we're not doing them for ourselves; we're doing it for the next generation. Mm -hmm. Even though we might not be the ones to reap the fruits at the moment, but they are coming. Yes, we're paving the way for the other 
upcoming players. So what makes the team tick is the team spirit, knowing where we come from, where we're going, and loving playing for our nation. We know the struggles that women players face mm-hmm. and what they have to go through, the commitment, the sacrifices that we do. Yeah. So we can't take it for granted. We have to always be out there and show that it's possible with the right things, with the right support, with the right investments being done into the team, then we can go forward. And I mean, there are a lot of people that are listening right now who really, really love you, who adore what you do and who really appreciate what you do for the country and also what you do for the flag, raising it there in Italy. What would you like to say to the fans of women's football in South Africa, your fans and fans of the, you know, of the game in general? My message to the fans of the game, fans of Banyana Banyana, fans of Refula Journeys, thank you very much for the support that you have given us throughout the years. And thank you for being there always. And we encourage also you that you can get more people also to be behind the teams. You know, the more we recruit people to support the team, the better it will be for us. The more we go out there to watch the games, whether on TV or at the stadiums, but you know now with COVID we can we can do the stadiums. stadiums. Yeah. But um, our games are being shown on TV. If we can support the teams by watching those games, by following on social media, by being there and showing the love, so that we can also feel that we have people who support us, they can move us forward, and we will do this for each and every South African out there. Rafila, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you and wish you all of the best when it comes to your career and your journey. Thank you very much um, for having me on the show. It was such an honor and a great conversation. That is uh, midfielder there, Filejani, right here on Radio 2000, as well as Metro FM, AC Milan midfielder, and also Banyana Banyana's star. And yeah, she's doing amazing things, even has her own foundation there. We're on Marao Sports Worldwide. After the hour, after the news, we're going to be talking about the DSTV Premiership because, yep, Black Leopards have been relegated.